Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Hey there, and welcome to episode number eight of your Habit Thrive podcast. The title of today's episode is Taking Your Meditation to the Streets. It's actually one of my most favorite things to talk about in terms of meditation, because you will hear me say this and probably have already heard me say that we don't practice meditation. I should say myself. I should say this is myself, that I don't practice meditation to get better at meditation. I practice meditation to get better at life. And in terms of the definition of meditation that I like to use, that I like to practice, is becoming more awake, becoming more aware, becoming more present as I move through my day. And again, there are so many different let's say types of meditations and ways to meditate and terms that describe meditation and different even benefits of meditation and it can get very confusing. There's no question about that. So one of the reasons that I wanted to focus on meditation, and not just for the month of August, although I am taking this time because I love so many parts of August in terms of being able to settle in with meditation because we have the nature aspect. Some of us are slowing down a little bit and some of us may not be slowing down. And that is actually another opportunity to see where meditation fits into your life and into your wellness plan. And so this is why I'm wanting to to dive into this a little bit more. And really, in terms of where the rubber meets the road, it is how will meditation, as we talked about last week, how will it perhaps change my life? How will it maybe make my life better? How will it be able to, um, how will it help me manage my thoughts if my thoughts are something that prevent me from sleeping or cause me some stress and anxiety during the day? That's where the rubber hits the road. So when someone says to me, I don't meditate on a daily basis or I find it really difficult to meditate on a daily basis. Is it okay to do it once a week? Is it okay to do less than 20 minutes? Is it okay to experiment with mantra meditations and mindfulness meditation and and chakra and all kinds of different meditations? And the answer is yes, 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 and absolutely yes. Because it's really not until we explore and play with different types of, I'm going to say meditation and breath work. And I really, really link those together. And I did mention this in the podcast last week that my yoga teacher was Esther Myers and her focus was very, very much on uh, pranayama, on the breath. And my entry into meditation was definitely through the breath. So let's say it is very much a um, 
a good bias, but it's definitely a bias that I have in terms of meditation. It teaches me how to be with my breath. And if I can be with my breath more often, I find that I am more present more often. And for some of you, let's just say you could be moving through your days and your weeks and your years and you feel content, you feel happy, things run pretty smoothly, you've got some good flow, your health and your wellness, everything is tickety-boo. And so let's say to all of a sudden have me saying, and you should sit in silent meditation for 20 minutes every day of the week. It may not make sense. It may not jive for sure. But the other thing that I do recognize is that a lot of you, I'm going to say quite a few of you listening to the podcast, you're listening to the podcast because you're curious and you're open. And even if things are pretty good, I know you, yes, I'm, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I know that you're thinking, hmm, perhaps I could be even better. Yes. So this is, let's say, the potential of meditation as well. We don't know until we try. And so for the last couple of weeks, I've been doing a, um, a silent meditation. And I'm going to say right now, when I do the meditation this week, and you can go to my YouTube channel and or my Facebook group, I'm doing a little bit of a guided meditation. Very, very little. I'm just going to, uh, let's say, remind you to bring your attention back to your breath. So you're going to notice the difference between a purely silent meditation and between inviting and allowing, I'm going to say, somebody else's voice to come into your meditation. But what you're going to notice through all of this as you explore is, again, in your toolbox, different days, different times, different even parts of your life. When you travel, when you are, even for those of you that let's say go to um, to a camp or to a cottage, there are different times in location-wise and how we're feeling and what's going on in our lives that we can draw on different types of meditation. So you're going out for a walk and then you see a rock and you're by a lake and you think, Oh, I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to breathe. I'm going to listen to the wind and the water and the birds. And it just arises right there. But sometimes I'm going, I'm going to again, just throw this out that if we don't have that in our repertoire, if we don't have that in the back of our mind, because let's say you practiced a meditation, it could have been with me or you downloaded an, an app and you did some meditations, it may not be in there so that it might not arise when you are out for a walk or you're sitting on a plane and you're thinking, I'm not really comfortable with this. This is making me stressed for all kinds of different reasons. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, you know, this meditation app or my breath, I'm just going to bring my attention to my breath. And as simply as I say that, right, just bring your attention to your breath, for sure. I remember when I first started with this, I'm like, what do you mean bring my attention to my breath? And so I practiced it 
And every time I do it, it is actually different. That's that's kind of the interesting and sometimes confusing part. But this is the very interesting thing about the breath. We have the opportunity on numerous occasions during the day to practice bringing our attention to our breath. And as we do this, again, I'm going to say for myself, when I pause and sometimes search for the breath in my body, there's no question about that. Kind of search for it. Where is it? Where am I feeling it? Is it in my belly? Is it in my chest? I talk about nose breathing sometimes. Am I feeling it around my nose? And once I do that, just for a few breath cycles, it, well, first of all, my breath just starts to slow, which is fantastic. And then I start to become aware of my surroundings. Okay, so where am I here? Or I'm sitting at my desk, or I'm actually sitting at a table with a uh, with a number of people. And all of a sudden, I'm very, very present. Now, sometimes this actually happens in the reverse. And this is what's interesting. And, and I just thought about this as I was talking about sitting around a table, let's say with a group of friends or family members, and it could be a celebration, you know, it could be Thanksgiving, it could be Christmas, it could be a family reunion. And then all of the sudden, you become very present. Has that ever happened to you? It's like you're drawing everything in of this moment. For some reason, you've become really relaxed. I'm going to say that It just, that's how it happens. It's very often after dinner, just kind of sitting around and and talking. And and then all of a sudden, everything kind of lines up. What people are talking about, how people are talking, and, and whether you're sitting outside or whether you're inside. And then it's as if you're kind of just an observer and you're just looking at everyone, but you're totally relaxed. And that feeling comes to you or it it kind of washes over you that says, I just want to soak this all up. I just feel so content right now. And then all of a sudden you, then you pay attention to your breath. You go, ah, and you sigh and you're not saying to yourself, watch my breath. You just become more aware of your breath and you become very, very present. And then all of a sudden, so this might go on for, it could be a minute or or a few minutes, you're just soaking it all up and you're thinking, I just, I, it's like I want to take a picture right now because I just feel very content. And then all of a sudden, someone across the table or beside you gives you a poke with an elbow and says like, it's that silly grin on your face or where are you, you know, come back to, come back to earth. And you're like, but I was really happy when I was not on earth and just watching all of you. That is the feeling of being very, very present. And that can happen again in a in a large group of people. That can happen by yourself out in nature. Do you have to practice meditation for that to happen? I don't know. Probably not. But when you notice in that moment that one of the benefits or one of, I'm going to say one of the goals of meditation is to be more present more often, then you just did a wonderful meditation right there. And then when we recognize that, it's like, hmm, okay, I think I want more of that. (laughs) So this is, again, taking meditation to the streets. So in one way, I do think about the formal sitting in meditation, let's say 20 minutes once or or twice. And again, some of you are doing this daily. 
But even if you do a meditation, I'm going to call it a formal meditation before you go to bed or sitting in meditation once a week, you do sharpen the saw so to speak. You are practicing that ability to bring your attention to your breath, to notice your breath. You're kind of storing it in a sense in the brain to say, yeah, I want to use this when I'm out and about. Because here's the other thing. Sometimes when we are in those social situations, it actually can be quite the opposite. It could be that there's a lot of anxiety around social situations. And in that way, you can look at your meditation, as we've talked about in the last couple of um, podcast episodes, about practicing being bothered, being uncomfortable, so that when you are in these situations on a plane or in a social situation, or I'm even going to throw out right now, the dentist, because honest to goodness, I just returned back from, <laughs> from the dentist doing a normal kind of six month cleaning and it is not a comfortable place for me. I know it's not a comfortable place for a lot of people, but for me, I am very sensitive to, uh, to the sounds at the dentist. I'm, I'm going to say I'm very Vata, so I'm very sensitive and I'm also very much, um, uh, let's say I'm anticipatory in terms of pain. <laughs> and so the practice of that. So the practice before I go to the dentist is sitting with my breath and in the chair for sure. Okay, knowing that as I slow my breath and bring my attention to my breath, that um, I'm going to relax, right? So my whole nervous system. This is not a life or death situation. And I'm going to feel very proud of myself for uh, making it through this. And so next time, I know what I need to do. And it's going to be easier. So you can apply that feeling of being uncomfortable and being bothered in your meditation that you're practicing. You might be taking it to the dentist. You might be taking it on an airplane. You might be taking it to a social situation. You bring your attention to your breath. You know that this is not a life or death situation. You're going to be fine and you're going to be stronger. You're actually going to be, I'm, and again, this is my personal opinion. This is the beauty of having a podcast. <laughs> my personal opinion that as we consciously think, okay, I did that, and I did that because I used some of my tools, that there is this uh, potential for it to be easier next time. And you know I like the, um, the analogies, right? Comparing uh, different activities that let's say we do, um, well, in meditation and then taking it to the street. So even then from a dentist perspective, when I'm going there every six months or every whatever it is for yourself, you're clearing the, you're clearing the plaque and getting everything, uh, anything that was stored in there, all the residue, all the stuff, it's just taken out. You get rid of it and then you come home and don't you floss every day for at least the next week, right? It's in your, it's in your brain. It's like, okay, I am not going to let this go. I'm going to be flossing every night. I'm going to be brushing four times a day. It's the same 
thing often with things that we do for our health that we're reminded how good it feels and we're very proud of ourselves for doing it and then we continue with it. And again, that's why from a habit perspective, that's why we there are some habits that are just in place every day because we just know they're good for us, but we also feel better. You know, we're clearing the plaque as we brush our teeth every day. And so we can think about meditation in that way as well. We are clearing the clutter. We are clearing the residue in, let's say, in a seated or a formal practice. That's what we're doing. We're like, it's like we're in the, in the dentist chair. And then throughout the rest of the week or, you know, however long it is in between, you just have these mindful moments of being present, right? You've heard that before about being present as you wash dishes, as you step outside the door and have the sunlight hit your face first thing in the morning. And that is all meditation, also known as mindfulness as well. But again, I don't get too caught up in all of the different terms and terminology, but those are your snippets as you go through, uh, through your day. You are doing little meditations and some may not describe it as that. I just had the opportunity of a lifetime yesterday to be in a two hour Zoom live call. So live Zoom with Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, who if you haven't seen her TED talk, oh my gosh, uh, millions and millions have viewed her TED talk. She wrote the book, My Stroke of Insight, and has just written a new book called Whole Brain Living. And she doesn't talk about meditation, about a, let's say, a a structured sit-down meditation. She just lives in the present moment. When you listen or, or view her TED Talk, or read her book. She talks about the right brain and and the place of euphoria and the place of being very, very, very present. This is where she lives. And so absolutely, <laughs> I was so fired up after having that opportunity and that that privilege, right, to listen to her, share her perspective on the brain, having fully recovered from a very significant stroke. It took her eight years, but she's, of course, she is all about the brain. And I'm going to mention one thing, she is all about sleep. So (laughs) that's a whole other podcast, but the importance, the importance, the importance of sleep for Um, brain healing and brain health but I had to I just had to share that as well so she let's say has taken it to the streets for sure so I'm going to leave you with all of that you know I like to just leave your brain kind of percolating and sometimes you're taking notes I know sometimes you're just uh, listening sometimes you're moving while you're listening to this podcast I do want to though remind you that you can go to my Facebook page I mentioned this at the beginning to watch it'll be about 20 minutes again a little bit of a guided meditation this week and as always feel free to reach out to me I'll um, leave that information in my show notes in the meantime keep being you nobody does you better than you if you love this episode I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast 
your healthy new habit.